So I saw an article from the Pew Research Center that, you know, it kind of surprised me. But when you think about it, it's not that surprising, right? It's that around like 44% of Americans are affected by COVID financially, which means that like over 50% of people are doing just fine. Like just, just fine. Some, most people actually of that 50% are probably having some of the best financial years of their life. Um, this is honestly, truly a K-shaped recovery. Like it really is. Like the people who are rich have gotten ex- exorbitantly rich. Like always remember, Jeff Bezos is approaching $200 billion in net worth in the middle of a pandemic, right? Right, how insane. Like this is after he got divorced for like a third of his net worth. He's still about to reach 200 billion and be the world's first trillion. Like it's it's absolutely um, ridiculous, right? <clears throat> and you know, it, it really sucks for the people who are, you know, got like off their job or had to find a job that pays less money or one of their house members maybe got a little sick or lost a job. So they had to take care of them financially. Um, it really it's really terrible to be on that side of it. But there's a lot of people who did great, you know, uh, you know, looking at typically investing podcasts, um, the audience that I speak to on average is going to be more financially inclined, probably doing better in their life, probably um, have a bit more money in their pocket. So we're all kind of like a, a greater percentage of us skew on the side of like not necessarily um, experiencing the pandemic as um, more, I guess, other people do. But it is it is clear from investing that we kind of seen this, right? When the world was going bonkers, everything was going to shit, right? When everything was going to the trash, what was happening? The markets were absolutely exploding. Now, why would that happen? That's because rich people all kept their money, right? In the financial crisis, the market went down because rich people were getting destroyed. All the bankers, all of the people who had all these financial assets, a lot of people in real estate got absolutely demolished in their portfolios, right? However, now, I mean, only really like travel airline CEOs and executives are really getting hit. Everyone else laughing, laughing at the way the stock market's at all time highs. So for me, for myself, you know, this has been a year where like I would say my net worth's probably around 100K. Um, so I just wanted to give a quick, you know, just some quick thoughts on, um, you know, how it's changed my life. Like, how is life different now that I have 100K net worth? So I have like maybe three or four things I could say that. And uh, this is going to be something to think about, you know, like, um, you know, maybe some of you have passed 100K already and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that is something that really changed. And maybe some of you, you know, are approaching it or will in the future and just want to know, like, how is life different? So I thought that'd be interesting for you guys to hear. And maybe, you know, it gives you some insight and, you know, helps you. Just think about investments in a different way. Hi, my name is Fly Stu. This is Uneducated Investor Podcast, a podcast where we connect investing to business. Feel free to give a five-star like on iTunes because that's how we grow or your podcast app. Or what you can do that really helps is just hit that automatic download button. We do this daily, so click the automatic daily download button. It helps you in your commutes, helps you brush your teeth, and it helps you get investing better together. Did I butcher that last part? That doesn't even matter um, how 100K net worth really changed my life. 
Um, so the first thing is, you know, is my net worth really 100K? Um, the first thing that you really realize when you bet 100K is your, your, your money's just not in your checking account in the bank, right? <laughs> your money's just not chilling there and you're in your bank in your, you know, what is it? JP Morgan in your RBC bank. It's not just chilling there and you're like, oh, nice, 100K, nice. My wealth is kind of spread out in different places, right? Whether that's my NBA card collection, whether that's my Bitcoin collection, whether that's actually my work, um, my work has, it's essentially like a 401k, but my work savings account, my work's RSP, or that's my actual investments. Now, the highest my investments have been this year is 90k, just like in my investing account, which is insane. Um, before this year, it was like 30k, so you can essentially see the ruthless amount of growth I've had this year, but I have been withdrawing money. I think I withdrew an 8K and out of my investing account. And also I've gotten way more cash, uh, just chilling out, kind of refocusing for 2021. So um, that's the one thing you'll realize when you get around 100K net worth is your money's kind of spread out, right? It's not just like in your checking account. Uh, second thing is that I really noticed is um, the way I invest is definitely different in a sense, right? Um, so what I mean by that is I'm always a long-term thinker. I'm always a long-term investor. I know this is a long-term game, 40 years. However, the more money that I've been getting, the more investing is options are um, you know available to me. And I've started to realize like, you know, when I'm talking to my friends, like even you know, friends that make more money than me or friends who are making the same amount, um, they don't necessarily have the same like net worth that I have. So investment ideas that I say kind of come off like crazy to them. Not, not, not necessarily crazy, but just like it's not as applicable, right? So for instance, when I bring up the conversation of Pokemon NBA cards, I'm absolutely obsessed. My Pokemon, my NBA card collection went from $1,000 worth in value to $5,000 in one year. And what, like, that's an insane growth. Like, that's 5X. And that could happen again next year. It, it could, which is insane. Like, what kind, like, where can you get that return? Those are like business owner, entrepreneur type returns for just buying and holding like a paper card. Absolutely ridiculous. So, when I'm explaining this to, you know, just people in my day to day life, um, that gets completely lost. And that's because like when you think about a net worth, when you think about the amount of money that someone has, right? If you're an investor, most of the money that you have is put into safe investments, put into ETS, put into Facebook, put into Apple. However, there is a smaller per percentage that you're kind of willing to gamble. For some people, it's only like $100 out of their 100,000. For some people, it's 1,000. For some people, it's 20,000. Typically, it depends on your risk tolerance, but it definitely depends on your age. Younger you are, the more you're willing to take on these risks. Me being young in my 20s and me having 100K net worth, an investment like NBA cards or Pokemon cards makes a lot of sense because I have an insane risk tolerance and I have the capital to actually risk. Me buying a LeBron James card for $5,000 isn't that crazy if that card would like ends up only being like 4,000 in at the end of 10 years, like it's not the biggest L to me. 
However, to someone else who doesn't necessarily have that like expendable capital, they're think they're they would never even like consider that. And a lot of people who have hundred K investments, who have I just like kind of casually talked about NBA cards, they might be like, oh yeah, I guess I'll put some money in and see what happens. That was kind of like me with Bitcoin last year. Like I or was it two years ago? I can't even remember. I just put some money in. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. And like eventually I took it up when it's t- took a lot of it out when it's 20 to 30% higher. You know, I'm still invested someone in Bitcoin, but I don't have any like serious cash plays. But when you have a hundred K net worth, you're just like, oh, I'll put my money some in there. I don't you know, like whatever happens happens. Like it's not that big of a deal. Right. That's kind of how your investment mindset kind of goes, right? You have the money you put long-term and then when it comes to these smaller investments, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're willing to risk. Next thing I'll say is that, um, Nine to fives aren't that bad. You know, when I was in high school, university, and really starting my career, boy, did I want to get out of uh, nine to fives, man. That probably in, like really fueled my um, obsession with Forex. And I was really good at Forex, man. Like, I was really good at the day training thing. And that's what actually helped me in my investing this year, like just really understanding technical charts and how to read charts and chart positions that really helped me in my stock investing and how I thought about the stock market. But in Forex, man, I made in one day, there was one day and I talk about, I made like, snap, in three trades in one day, I went from like, I want to say 8K to 60K. Like, or maybe it was like 5K to 60K. It was insane absolutely insane and my obsession with like becoming better at forex was just fueled by um my wanting to get out of nine to five and of course you know i ended up basically losing a lot of that money and essentially at the end of the day um turned around 10k to 30k maybe so maybe i doubled my money a bit so it's still a great investment but of course you know i got my you know my student loans to pay for and all that stuff jazz at that time however now that I think about nine to fives, if you can get a nine to five where you're making 70K, 80K, man, that is an insane amount of money. Like an absolute, like I see around like $2,100 on my check every like week or two weeks. And to come from a kid that I used to like spend like $200 a month on groceries, I used to do insane rations. I used to be so broke in university. I'm telling you, that's an insane amount of money. The next thing I'll say about 100K net worth is I think about tax advantage savings accounts completely differently. You see, when you work a nine to five, one of the things that's kind of lost as your income is growing is how much taxes you actually pay. Right now, I'm working in Canada, and as I start ratcheting up past the 100K mark in my salary, a lot of that gets taxed. Like it starts to, you go from like 25% to 30% to 40% and to 50% really quickly as you start to pass that 100K mark. And taxes murder your bank account. When it comes to tax advantage savings accounts that you can have your investments in and they can grow without you paying capital gains, you can make an insane amount of money from those. So picture this, this year, right? My returns around like 40, 50%. 
essentially that comes out to like 30 grand almost, right? 30 grand, I get to keep extra tax free. That's an insane. It basically brings me from like, you know, my after tax dollars gives puts me at the same as like someone who's making like 110 or 120,000. That's how insane of a year I had. And like me just thinking about like taking a step back and really understanding and like thinking about what that means for my account. For one, the way tax advantage accounts work is because I grew everything within the tax advantage account, my contribution room's not affected. So that money that I grew can still keep growing tax free. Essentially what that means, like if I had $50,000 and I put it in my all in my tax advantage account, I'd be maxed out contribution room. I can't contribute anymore. But if I started with $1,000 and that grew up to 50,000, all of a sudden, if I still have money, I can still put it in and I won't have penalties for going over my contribution room. Essentially, that means that even if I had a lot of money, I'd be getting taxed out the wazoo. But because I you know, took the time, built my, my uh, tax advantage savings account, this is Canada, specifically TFSA is the account we use. Somewhat similar to your uh, Roth IRA if you're in um, the States. Um, because I built my wealth within that account, all of a sudden I'm super tax advantage. Like I'm just insanely tax advantage. And let's say I have another year where I make 50%, 50% of 100K is $50,000 I get to keep tax free. Now imagine I made 100K, my salary is 100K, and I made an additional 50K because I put my 100K salary to 150,000, right? The extra 50,000 I'd get, maybe I'd be seeing like 25% of it. So I'd basically be getting an extra 25,000. As you start to move up the corporate ladder, you get more responsibility, eats into more of your time. Investing outperforms salary every time, it seems. It really, it just really outperforms salary a lot, like honestly. Um, I'll say this, back to nine to fives aren't that bad. I used to despise them, hate them. Working from home definitely changed my opinion on nine to fives a lot. Um, Just being able to like work at my own pace. Uh, You know, if I don't feel like working that hard that day, I won't. Some days I have to stay to like eight, nine on my computer. I'm completely fine because it's at my own pace, at my own time. No awkward kitchen conversations, no awkward walk. I I, I love working from home. It's absolutely amazing. Um, the reason nine to fives aren't that bad is because being an entrepreneur kind of sucks, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you end up not liking what you're actually creating. Um, yeah, entrepreneur is not that good. It's kind of glor- glorified, right? It really is. Um, people see this lavish lifestyle where you're working way more hours than you are nine to five, honestly. Um, and the last thing I'll say about hundred K net worth, how it's kind of changed my perspective on things, man, living a cheat code, like really am like one of the things that I really wanted when I was broke, like, I'm like, man, if I could just afford to eat fast food every day, (laughs) Like afford to just buy food instead of cook it every day, I'd I'd be ecstatic about life. Like I'd be 10 out of 10 ecstatic about life. I can't cook. I mean, I can, but I can't cook anything healthy. So being able to just buy healthy food instead of cook it would be absolutely amazing for me. Really would. Man, once you get 100K net worth, you're you've basically at a point where 
as long as your health of you and the people close to you is perfect or stays healthy for a long time, you're in the greatest lifestyle of all time. Like your your worries are so much lower. Your stress is so much lower. Um, you can basically have a lifestyle where you can do most of the things that you want. Like there's like like there's not necessarily all the things that money can buy you to make you happy. You have you don't necessarily need more money to be happy at that point. Right. Uh, and you're just in a place where like financially you're just not stressed. Man, when I was literally I remember there's times I would like make a purchase and I'd have like 10 more dollars in my bank account, you know. That stress, especially when you got midterms and all that stuff, you got to go like call, like hopefully your parents give you some money. Hopefully your uncle gives you some money. Hopefully, you know, one of your friends cooks for you that day. Like that's some stress, right? Right. All while studying financial economics, that's some stress. (laughs) I'm here working like all these like side jobs. I'm here like, uh, you know, refing. I'm also doing like all these social experiments where they pay you like 10 to $20 for like. I don't know them probing you about your childhood or making you play video games to see how psychotic you are. It, mad funny, mad funny. Um, and now like life, life is amazing financially. Um, when you're hundred K you won't worry about all that stuff, but yeah, I hope this, you know, podcast really shared some light. I think as an investor, especially when you have those small, smaller amounts of your net worth, you really don't see, how do I put this? You you don't see the effects of compound returns, right? If you have 10 grand in an account and you make 20%, two grand is a lot of money. But in your mind, you don't understand that 20% return on a hundred grand is $20,000. Like, like that doesn't necessarily click when you have those smaller net worths. And this was the year where it's like, when I made 50% of like, basically, I think my account was at like around almost 60K. When I made like 50% of that, that completely like changed my mindset. I'm like, oh my God, stock returns are a serious, that that can literally replace your full-time income at your salary job. And I think if I kind of thought about that, or a lot of people think about that earlier when they're investing, They'll see why investing for the long term and not trying to make like an insane amount of speculative plays is always the way to go. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. If you liked this podcast, if you really did, make sure you subscribe, favorite it and have it automatically downloaded to your feed. I give you daily financial news advice about pop culture share all those good things going on in my life and i think this is a cool little wealth journey that we can go on together and hopefully grow our portfolios together so if you like all that good jazz and you want to hear more make sure you hit that subscribe button and as always flight crew we have to take off